This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Touchdown, Kansas City! Maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young career! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. No, I went to Temecula and brought you some dirt. And this is how you use this dirt. No, don't, don't. You do it like this, you get it, you sort of rub it on. Okay, now I'm ready to go. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. And then they get a turn. Uh Seth Madrin to the other end, rises and hammers it home. Everything happening in the sports world. You gotta fight for your right to fight! And even some things not happening in the sports world. I'll probably wrap up in a blanket or something. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Kick it! Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson as he sludged his way all the way down to the great city of Tawanda last night, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. I'm only the second most popular man in this room today. Oh, I don't know about that. We, I, we got a guest today, and he's probably going to be the most popular man, at least for the next three days. Well, Steve, we'll talk about him in, a, in just a second, as Jerry Fithian is in studio with us today. I've told you before that my mother gets very paranoid about weather. The queen of all weather. And she not only gets paranoid about the weather, but it, she also gets a little paranoid about like driving in the car on a wet day, slushy I'm right, day. I'm right there with her. And Steve Sell, I could just feel both of his hands gripping the door on his right. There was one time on the way home when, you switched, love when you switched lanes and we kind of did a little shimmy. I, uh, yeah. Steve was a little nervous. Yeah, the entire way down to Tawanda last night. <clears throat> I was. I won't. I won't lie to you. But we had a fun trip. Oh yeah. Bullpups picked up a nice win, sixty-nine fifty-three. The boys get a little bit of time off. Coach Kinneman gets a little bit of time off to venture. I don't think we can say down under, but down in the southern hemisphere. He's, he's heading to South America for a wedding. His daughter's wedding. Oh my. Nothing like it. Yeah, I, I'm sure he is. Maybe just... Steve, you can get married here pretty soon, and we can go to South America or. Do I, get, do, do I get the silver discount? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> well, Steve, we've got a lot to talk about today. Like I mentioned, we've got the all-time great Jerry Fithian, tournament director for the Mid-America Classic, in studio today to talk about number 25, the 25th annual Mid-America Classic. It starts tomorrow. A lot of months and hours going into preparing for this for three days of basketball and Jerry, I think we're excited for tomorrow. Hey, I think so, and and uh, I'm going to stun the two of you guys. You know that uh, one of the reasons I went into teaching is because uh, teachers teach because they love to talk. But I'm going to throw something down with you guys Ooh. as we start our interview here. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'm ready. All right. So you are going to start a tournament and uh, for the girls for the state of Kansas, a girls basketball tournament, midseason tournament. And uh, you're going to use your sometimes oft-used crystal ball uh, as you put this thing, go to put this thing together. And Steve was involved, so this is touching near and dear to his heart. Um, so, uh, using your crystal ball, 
Out of the first four years of this tournament that you spend a better part of almost two years putting together and getting everybody to agree to come, out of the first four years, there will be 24 state champions. Six classes back then, and uh, four years, six times four is 24, if math serves me right. Yeah. That's the math I learned in Independence. That's the math you learned. Good, Steve. You and I are on the same page, and I know the wiggle that uh, you probably experienced on the road. I just took a pickup truck out for me here about a month ago going to the Bueller game, except the wiggle took me into to a light pole. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, how many of those 24 state champions will come from the Mid-America Classic first four years? 24 state champions. Well, I know there was, well, so your number one would have been 1996. So that means that we've got three McPherson winners in that stretch. Am, am I on the right track there? Uh, 97, 98, 99. I think Steve will disagree well, with you. Well, Little River won in 96, I'm pretty sure. And 97. And 97, they won state. McPherson won 97, 98, 99. Okay. Uh, Mound Ridge won something in there because they had Lori Legend. So they won in there. Um, I was trying to think. That's well, that's about six right there. I'll say six. Okay. I've got the number in front of me now. Uh-oh. It, from the media guide from Carol Swenson. <laughs> Easy, Swen. Swen, you you jinxed me here, bud. You jumped these guys early with the media guide. Carol Swenson, our statistician. He's probably the most most famous uh, favorite guy in all of them. He person. is. I think so. my math serves out here to ten or eleven. One of the two. I can't read very well. All right, Jim. Well, I'll read for you. My cataract surgery's kicked in. It's doing well. Ten of the first 24 of those 24 state champions, 10 of them came from the Mid-America Classic. So the crystal ball of Baldwin, Chartier, uh, Jumpin' Johnny Watkins, Steve Sell, Carol Swenson, Grandpa and Scott Danny. Schaefer. Grandpa uh, Danny was Grandpa there. Grandpa Danny was part of that. I had four of those guys do the program yesterday at Optimus, and they reminisced about the early days, and had I been on my toes, I would have had Steve join him, but I know the early morning is not his uh, favorite time of the day to maybe roll around. But I had Baldwin, Chartier, Swin, and, uh, and uh, Grandpa Danny share from those early days. But, guys, 10 of the 24 state champions came from the Mid-America Classic, and I don't know which one it was. One of the fellows mentioned, Baldwin and, and uh, Chartier, both had daughters that played. Right. Um, Haley and Baldwin some, yeah. and, and Chartier. Right. Lisa Chartier, they right. all played. Lisa. And, uh, but one of them, and maybe it was one of those guys, somebody else said, you know, my daughter won two state championships while she was in, that, in her years at MHS. And didn't win the MAC. Well, I can tell you one thing. In 1997, McPherson was the 5A state champion and got beat pretty handily by Little River. And if you go, I know you probably haven't had a chance today because I haven't posted, it hasn't been up very long, but I did a little kind of 25 year reminiscence of the Mid America Classic and MidKansasOnline.com, my sell on sports. And really, those, I still say the first. I mean, it's, it's, it's always a great tournament, but the first about five or six years were beyond special. And I told Jim, you know, he's not ever seen a McPherson roundhouse crowd. The last great McPherson roundhouse crowd, I mean, the old-fashioned, you know, like the old-timers talk about, uh, 
1996, McPherson Little River playing for the state championship. They literally Mid America Classic. Mid America Classic. Sorry, well, we tried to treat it like a state championship. Yeah, go on. But yeah. they literally could not let anybody else in the roundhouse because it was just packed, and they said enough's enough. So. Well, Carol Swenson, he says, he's never so uncomfortable. In fact, it was probably the beginning of his demise as the athletic director at MHS. He said he never, uh, the responsibility of 3,000-plus people being in the roundhouse, being on his watch, he commented on that yesterday. Yeah, fellas, and for our audience, can you imagine that they brought people into the auxiliary gym where the wrestlers perform, and as people left, this is the fire marshal. Fire marshal's there at all the doors. Right. And they brought people that wanted to get into the ball game into the auxiliary gym as Jim Joyner and Steve Sell left the roundhouse. Two more people could come in. From one in, gym. one out. One in, one out. So, and that rich heritage, of course, I'm, I'm Johnny Come Lately. I've, I've been a director with Kendall Shaw and Grandpa Danny, Danny Glidewell, the last, this is my fifth year. Uh, Baldwin and Chartier, um, oh my, what they went through and to get the county schools to agree again. Here's another fun question for you guys or for our audience out there. Which two schools, and Sel will be all over this, Jim might be as well, which two schools were not county schools that were in the early days of the tournament? Great Bend and Heston. Great Bend and Heston. And we're talking about team host. Uh, one of the features that we do, the Optimus member is a host for each of these teams. Irv Greer set the bar. Yeah. If you do you remember I remember a bit about Irv. Oh, yeah. He was the Heston team host and they ended up giving him shirts from Heston. I mean he had oh, he yeah. was up. He was cheering those Heston Larks or Heston Larks were the college team uh, Swathers. The Swathers cheering the Swathers on from the they walked in the door. And uh, and Irv Greer was there to greet them just like we like our host to do. Well the charm of the early part of the tournament <clears throat> And you can, you know, relate to this. It started out, our, our foundation was uh, back in 96 and 95 when we kicked, you know, started. Mound Ridge was at the top of its peak. Little River was at the top of its peak. Inman had just had some really good years and yep. still was pretty good. And Ken Galvin won a Ken, state Ken Galva, about uh, a few oh, years yeah. earlier, won three in a row. Yeah. But they'd kind of experienced a downtime. Smokey. Uh, you know, was kind of about a 500 team. Great Ben and Heston were both very good teams, and of course McPherson was very good. But having the county schools, it was I called it the All Schools Day of Basketball, which is because you know Little River, they a lot of their kids live in Wyndham, so you know they're that's McPherson County. Little River's actually in Rice County, but it's so right. close to the line right. so that, to... that we call them a county school. We do. But those Little River teams from Shane Cordell. I'll never forget the inbounds plays they used to run, and the girls would run in a circle. Yeah. They did that it's circle thing right there on the – uh, On the baseline. Yeah, on the, on the baseline. baseline in, the girls would run in a circle and, and confuse everybody. But <laughs> the first stars of the tournament, to me, Nikki Ramage, Little River, and who will ever forget the pros twins? Amber, Amber and Amy. Amber and Amy. Amy. And then the, the redoubtable Lori Legend, mm. Lori Kane. You had Tara Holloway, uh, Brian Holloway's – uh, sister, you know, for Mount Ridge. And, and the Mount Ridge, Little River, McPherson triumvirate those first five years. Um, I think what really helped the tournament early, and this maybe this is going to sound strange, but McPherson not winning the tournament until the fourth year 
really kept the interest in the tournament. Well, but, it, but, but then... And then go on a win state championships. Right. Guys. This is the thing. The teams, uh, 97 and 98, three of the six state champions came from our tournament. Right. 97 and 98. 96 there were two, and in 99 there were two state champions. We have all schools. They mentioned all schools. Day, and these kids ride in the parade in a variety of vehicles. The bulk of the parade was the state championship girls basketball <laughs> yeah. teams riding their combines and their fire trucks and all that stuff. I mean, it just – it would just – and, and the other thing, too, Mound Ridge would basically empty out. Little River would empty out. <laughs> even Canton Galva and Lindsburg, even though their teams, you know, didn't win in the first round, for the first, <clears> the first night – their town's emptied out. We're here just because the newness of the tournament, and they just wanted to see it was the David versus Goliath. You in know, the roundhouse. In the roundhouse. In the, and, of course, the roundhouse sells itself, but the David versus Goliath mentality. And the crowds, uh, the first several years of the tournament, were just absolutely incredible. And Inman, too. Inman emptied out. They came, and, uh, you know, there were just so many, you know, great games. Uh, I'll, I, I'll remember the uh, – I think it was Lori Kane's last year, went overtime McPherson Moundridge in the championship game, 54-53 McPherson won. But I think everyone knew we'd seen the final game of Lori Kane mm-hmm. in the uh, roundhouse, and Lori Kane had every scoring record known to mankind back then. One thing that we did try to do in that early years uh, for getting the open team, we tried to get back then it had been Claflin. And had Jackie Styles. Oh, right. we did. At we the did same, try to get tried to get Claflin. Claflin. You'd have Jackie Styles and Lori Legend, and, and of course the McPherson teams. You know, you had, you know, Chauncey Ryerson. You had Candace James. You had Stacy Becker, Jamie Pythian, and the ever lovely Christina Barrow. Well, and Jamie, yeah, uh, Jamie Pythian, my daughter, in that overtime game went to the free throw line and made a couple of free throws late. Maybe in the overtime, maybe at the end of regulation. So she got to play against Lori Legend. So that was uh, that was a delight. We put a Facebook presence out there trying to get into the 21st century, guys. And and uh, I, I, I've got to share one line from that uh, Facebook post as as any number of former players and coaches have jumped on and chimed in, and there's been pictures displayed and so forth. So here's a line from Candace James. Darn you pros, twins. Because <laughs> Candace was the subject of, of Amber and Amy, and I mean, they were the epitome of what Shane Cordell wanted in any basketball player, male or female. Right. Throw themselves into the crowd all over the floor. They could do it uh, fast break. They could defend and then shoot it, you know, shoot it uh, beyond the arc. And so... Um, yeah, uh, Raleigh's had a daughter in there, and uh, and Cordell's daughter, mm-hmm. and so we're hoping, guys, that a number of these individuals will see their way to uh, to make their way back. Whether it's just for one night of the tournament or or uh, all three nights. My daughter's coming up on Friday, taking a day off from her job in Oklahoma to come up. Um, we hope that these gals and coaches and team personnel, you guys have seen the little memento that we're going to hand out, a little bag tag that has the 25th logo on it. We're going to hand that out to these returning athletes as well as the young ladies and uh, their teams that are in the tournament this year. We've got to take our first break. We've got Jerry Fithian in studio today talking about the Mid-America Classic. It begins tomorrow afternoon inside the Roundhouse. We'll run tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. 
We'll talk about what's going on with this year's tournament, anything in particular, as well as talk a little bit about the bracket and how it shapes up and McPherson's chances at coming out with a, another Mid-America Classic Championship trying for a three-peat. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and the always great Jerry Fithian in studio with us this afternoon talking about the Mid-America Classic. It starts tomorrow afternoon inside the Roundhouse. And Jerry, you and I were talking before we went on the air that I really do like the field for this year's 25th annual Mid-America Classic. I think that there are two really, really good teams in this field, and McPherson and Shawnee Mission Northwest, of course, the Bullpups are 10-0, the number one team in Class 5A. You have Shawnee Mission Northwest, who is the number two seed, but they played earlier this week after the seeding came out. They are actually 11-0 and have a better record. They're the number three team in Class 6A. I think those two are very good. Then we have this group of three or four teams that are all 5-4, five 5-5, and four, five and five, or 4-5, and five, with Wellington, Wichita Northwest, Olathe South, Manhattan, some teams that have been here before. And I think that you've got these two really good teams. You've got four to five pretty good teams that are going to be able to compete with anybody. And I think that this year's field is going to be very, very balanced. Well, it is. Uh, and you did a nice job in your earlier broadcast talking through the through the uh, tournament participants. And... Uh, yeah, Manhattan's comfortable with here. Uh, you know, Coach, Coach Mall, Coach Allen took over at Lloyd the South after the first year. You know, guys, South came in in what five years? Um, you play three times. What they're fifteen and zero. They don't lose yeah. <laughs> uh, for the first four or five McPherson years. McPherson finally coming. ended them. Yeah, finally ended McPherson their run. McPherson finally, and that that picture's been posted on our Facebook page that I alluded to earlier. Uh, when Mac finally got well, Olathe South, and and you had to have some of the. Barrow, James, as I think back to some of those early girls, uh, my daughter played with them. She played some JV and varsity ball, and uh, she came to practice one day, and she thought she'd take some time off, and James and Barrow came up to her and said, what are you doing, 50? And said, well, I'm going to rest. I've been at JV practice. They said, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, that just that's the type. And this year's ball club, McPherson Ball Club this year, I see so much of that type of mindset with the framing that Schaefer's done, or uh, Strath has done uh, with his offense and defense, and then plug those girls in, they have bought in, and they have some of that mental toughness and stuff that we like to see that we saw in the pros, twins, and others. Well, Jerry, you've mentioned the fact that you're trying to get as many former Mid-America Classic participants to come back this weekend. Anything else in particular that, that stands out that is going to be unique about this weekend and, and other attractions to draw people in? Three-point well, shooting contest. Yeah, we one of the things, and in, in, uh, Grandpa Danny, Danny Glidewell, commented a little bit that he had seen that at uh, a boys' tournament somewhere, maybe one that his uh, son participated in, we have these shooting contests on Saturday morning, and it breaks some barriers down uh, with the girls. They come in. Uh, we'll probably have four or five teams that will stay the duration of the time. They'll come in. Ulysses won't drive back and forth, of course. 
Um, and I think uh, Chartier said Wellington's going to come in and stay. So Saturday morning, uh, free throw contest. Um, and we asked the coach. In fact, I'm putting those packets together today that I'll hand to the coaches when they come in. Danny, Kendall, or I, I'll hand to them. It'll have who are your participants for the free throw shooting contest, two young ladies off their team, two different young ladies in the three-point shooting contest. They need to fill that out and get it to me by Friday uh, halftime of the final game. And then, and then we have the, uh, yeah, three-point shooting. Then we have the all-star ballot. You know what you could do? That would absolutely sell out the roundhouse. Steve Sell three-point shooting contest. Yeah, there you Ta- go. Have a Taylor Robertson versus Lori Kane three-point <laughs> shooting contest. Oh, my God. Two of the greatest shooters, male or female, I have ever seen in my life. Taylor Robertson, to me, is the best shooter I have ever witnessed on God's green earth. Well, and the fact that she's doing it at the D1 level, guys, you know the defense is stacked against her and those coaches – have all these kinds of uh, uh, tricks and trades at their disposal, and yet uh, T. Rob is is leading the nation percentage-wise in her three-point shooting, and and for Coach Sherry down there at OU, you know they play at Lawrence on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, OU plays KU on. Just Sunday. tell them to stop by. Well, exactly, Jim. If if any of our OU fans or folks that have connections with T. Rob and so forth. Hey, if, if Coach uh, and, and some of our other teammates, if they want to wander into the uh, Mid-America Classic, I'm sure we can uh, find our way to uh, admit them without any charge and and love, just love to have them. I think back. Coach Strath would like to have T-Rob suit up just one more time as a Bulldog. <laughs> I think everybody else in the field would not be happy about that. They would that. not be happy. But, you know, guys, it's fun. Was it just, okay, so this is T-Rob's second year. Four years, we we got a new winner in the three-point shooting contest last year. I mean, you look at the record book, you look in your media guide, T-Rob there for four years, LK, you know, yeah. uh, for four years, these ladies with uh, with their shooting prowess and, and of course, uh, T-Rob uh, has stepped up her game uh, as you need to do to play at the D1 level on both ends and, and uh, boy, guys, we're just, we're just hopeful. We've got a lot of rumble. I think Shane Cordell will be in the house, and and it looks like they're bringing Susan Raleigh. Of course, Susan has remarried. It's not Raleigh anymore. But, uh, yeah, there's, there could be a nice Little River contingent that oh, uh, could be get through the door. So you guys need to keep alert to that. We're going to announce them. I told the coaches that are coming in, I said there may, may be some delays at halftime and or between games as we recognize and acknowledge those ladies and those teams that have been in the first 24 years. Let's take one more break, and then we can give some final thoughts and any more announcements for Thursday's and Mid-America Classic beginning starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Olathe the South in Manhattan, 4.30, Shawnee Mission Northwest and Shawnee Mission South, 6 o'clock, Wichita Northwest and Wellington, and then McPherson and Ulysses, the final game tomorrow afternoon, or tomorrow evening at 7.30. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 
Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Again, we have Jerry Fithian in studio giving us one final whip around with the Mid-America Classic beginning tomorrow afternoon, running on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Should be a really fun weekend of basketball, and McPherson will open up by taking on Ulysses, but I think that we've got a chance to see three very fun games for McPherson, 12 very competitive games throughout the weekend, and I really do think, I'm not saying this just to try and promote the tournament, I really do think that this is going to be a very balanced field. I think there are two teams that have been the best out of this field all year long, and I would love to see McPherson and Shawnee Mission Northwest in a championship game, but I really do think those next teams behind them are very good as well. Well, they absolutely are, and we're, we're looking forward to it. The excitement generated by 25 years, guys, just the, the thought of it, that, that you know this is the 25th and uh, what kinds of things might happen that are unplanned as we talk about who would uh, uh, maybe grace the, the doors of the, of the roundhouse and get back there. But uh, as you alluded to, Jim, the <clears throat> level of competition, the ball games, um, the opportunity, and again, our, 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 you know, our young ladies this year, the bullpups, uh, it doesn't matter who the opponent is that's out in front of them. They're going to bring their A game, and they're going to play bullpup basketball and not – at any other level. So even at an early game with Ulysses, it might be a little one-sided, but they'll get out and play. And then as we move on through Friday and Saturday, um, uh, the intensity will just increase. And we'd love, uh, people don't realize that we talked about that free throw shooting contest, three-point shooting contest. You want to see the girls with their hair down, proverbial down. Uh, we invite the community. There is no charge Come out to the roundhouse, pick out a seat. And Saturday morning. Saturday morning. What time at 11? 11 a.m. Okay. 11 a.m. And uh, the Optimus guys look forward to, uh, you know, rebounding balls on the three-point shooting contest. And, and uh, yeah, so the community, please come out, enjoy, help us celebrate this 25th and make it a great one. So, again, we will have basketball Thursday and Friday, same schedule, 3, 4, 30, 6, and 7.30. And if the Bullpups win, they'll play the late game every night. And then Saturday, the schedule changes just a little bit. They'll have the seventh place game at 2, and like we alluded to, free throw contest and three-point contest at 11, fifth place at 3.45, third place on Saturday is at 5.30, and then the championship game would be at 5.15. So a little different schedule on Saturday. And again, if you are a former Mid-America Classic participant, you they, you are encouraged to come back, and, and I think Jerry Fithian personally will push you out onto the floor <laughs> and, and, and make sure that you get honored. Well, and the, the, one of the things that if you haven't seen, if you haven't been to a state tournament, and we've been very, very blessed over the time here uh, uh, in McPherson. We've seen we, a few. We've visited a lot of those. Uh, both of my kids won state championships. And uh, so, yes, that championship game, we line up the teams out on the floor. We introduced every administrator. If the superintendent is here, the AD for the schools, we introduced from them right on down. All 12 young ladies get introduced. Um, we just we just really enjoyed uh, that kind of an atmosphere and that kind of a uh, uh, effort on uh, the championship night. And you guys have also put together a Facebook page, Mid America Classic Tournament, I think is what it's called on Facebook. And you guys have been sharing a bunch of pictures and old stories. And I would also think for anybody that is an alum of the classic, it'd be a good thing to go get into the group for as well. Absolutely, absolutely. We drive traffic there as much as possible. About uh, eight out of my ten. 
tweets and stuff, Instagram and so forth, are alluding to the fact that people have commented or visited our page. And, and, and it's supposed to be 65 degrees on Saturday, or Saturday and 50-some on Friday, so the weather's going to be great. And remember, go to midkansasonline.com. I have a story on every game, uh, box scores, Kendall Shaw's photos. Uh, we had our biggest hits of the year last week for the boys' tournament, and generally we equal it for the girls' week. Well, Jerry, thanks for coming in this afternoon. Buckle up. It's going to be a really long weekend. Yeah, well, buckled up. And, uh, again, thank our all the committees that have worked, the people that have done, like I said, the work behind the scenes uh, continues to go on. And, and we have, uh, you know, about 18 committees. All are chaired by optimists that are dedicated to making this thing be a, a success. Well, it all gets underway tomorrow. And Steve Sell's got a couple of stories up at midkansasonline.com if you need any more previewing. We'll wrap up today's According to Jim. For Jerry Fithian and Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.